Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Killer Collab Podcasts. As always, my name is Tony Deaf in Florida, Tony D. As always, I am joined with Chris Leto from Reaper Films. How's everybody doing? Hey, Chris, I think we should be up, do this like at noon or one o'clock in the afternoon so I can actually, you know, sleep in, you know, have a clear mind, you know. I don't think so. No? Uh, I just want to get in and get it over with. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> I'm a busy man. Busy? Busy man, you do nothing. <laughs> nothing all day. Oh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest joining us this morning, uh, Tanya Christensen. How are we doing today? Hi, good morning. I'm good. Good. Where are you? It's, it is early. A little, yeah, it's a little bit. You know, I, you know, I'm still it's getting fun. the crust out of my eye. You know, I know. I, I still haven't even a lot, of, a lot of concealer. Mm-hmm. I need, <laughs> I, I need to definitely use that. My black circles on this camera is not doing me any wonders. Um, yeah. Oh, where are you hail from? Where do you where, where do you live now? Got a I live in Sarasota. Sarasota, Sarasota Florida. I, yeah. I, I've been in Sarasota many uh, many a time. It's only about an hour an hour and like it's a little hour and a half. You go the Skyway. Yeah. 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 It's not just, far. Just right down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Right down the street. Um, well, in Florida, an hour drive is like nothing. But you know, you go. I used to. I grew up in New Jersey, and an hour drive is like. Across the whole state. Yeah, across the whole state, you know, then <laughs> you know, traffic bumper to bumper, because that's the most densely populated state in the entire country. So, you know, just driving an hour is like like 20 miles. It's ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, that is ridiculous. So, real, real quick, yeah. Um, so, I've, I've made a bunch of movies. I've probably worked with God. You worked with God? Holy shit. Oh, no, not yet. But, uh, <laughs> probably over 400 actors. And... Tanya Christensen is number one, my favorite. Oh, uh, ever worked with. And I'm not just saying that because she's standing right here, but you say, <laughs> you say that to me all the time, Chris. Number one. <laughs> no oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> she is like amazing on set. She's a great actress. Yeah. Obviously, she's beautiful. Yes. Um, she Thank never you. complained. I mean, we did some pretty messed up stuff to her upset. Well, I mean, I don't know what that and says she for you. Never compl- <laughs> she never complained one time. She always was prepared, came on set, you know, did her best, and no matter what the role was, and uh, always put forth a thousand percent. And uh, she's just the best. So if anybody thank needs you. an actress, she's definitely uh, top on the list. Look at um, that endorsement right there. I, mean, I know. That's, that's sweet. And actually, I feel the same way. Uh, Chris is very... Um, very professional as well. I've worked with, I've had the great opportunity to work with a lot of, a lot of directors, um, non-union projects, union projects, film, television, and it, Chris is great as well. So I have only, only the best things to say also. Professional, uh, and you, you know, when you show up on set, it's not, you know what you're getting. Right. You know, there are no surprises, there are no outbursts, and it's it's always been a professional set whenever I've worked with Chris, and we've done a couple of things together. Yeah, she, uh, um, unfortunately, she's only been in two, I think two of my projects, right? Couple, yeah, I, a couple, I think cut. so. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, in Rough Cut, um, you know, I think that's one of my better movies. Like, we had no money on that movie. I think, I think we made that movie for, like, under $500. Like, it's amazing wow. that it even saw the light of day. And yeah. we had some post-production problems. Like, the movie was way too long. And I kind of sat on it for a little while. And then just one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go through this damn movie. I'm going to cut out a bunch of stuff. Get it yeah. down to an hour and a half. I don't even... Have you ever seen the hour and a half version? I know you saw the one at the I theater, have. right? 
and it was well, so, you know and sometimes you need that director's cut because i think if you yeah. have actors that are doing it for free right. right or doing it for experience i think I, I and i love that you do that i love that you give us that the five hour movie you know the director's yeah. cut because i think if you if you put your time into it and you go and you do you, you act or you work on it on the crew i think it's nice to see your work but it, when it does come to getting it out there or selling it we do have to unfortunately do you know trim the fat a little bit yeah. gotta trim it up just to make it marketable but i love that you gave everyone their opportunity to show their work whether it was the lighting person yeah. hair and makeup I and mean, we want to see what we did right so right, i really appreciate that and the problem the, the problem with that movie was other than you and mike defoe everybody else was a one-day role they had one scene yeah and mm -hmm. so if we cut that scene that person was cut out of the entire movie and I hated, that's right. I hated to do that because uh, we, we didn't pay any of the actors, none of the crew. Nobody mm -hmm. got paid on that movie at all. Um, and, you know, for someone to come out, dedicate their time, you know, they're passionate about acting, obviously, if they're coming out to act on a movie with no money, you know, trying to get experience, build their resumes. And then having to cut the person out was it's just like, it's, hard. it's very deflating yeah. for myself because yeah. I know that yeah. this person came out for our movie to debt you know, dedicated all their time and for them to end up on the cutting room floor is just heartbreaking. It's, it is hard. But yeah, I, I we had to do it. Believe it. And I got that movie from, I think it was two hours and 15 minutes down to, I think it's an hour and 30 now. And um, I remember walking in and auditioning for you for that yeah, movie. I remember too. Yeah, it was you yeah. and, uh, and um, you. And Mike. And wasn't, you guys came in as a group because you were on a attorney at Lowe. I we did. I followed Mike. He said, I, yeah, he goes, I really want you to audition for this part. I, I, my next movie is, is, you know, he told me a little bit about it, this right. movie. And I said, yeah, because you would play my ex-wife um, or my estranged wife. And he said, just kind of follow me to the audition. And I think on the way there, I was putting the lines in my head and then we just kind of, <laughs> but I do remember driving there, putting the lines in my, um, in my head. And then we just kind of improved a little bit and you were just sitting there going, what was that? And uh, then I got a call, I think, on the way home, and you said it was between me and a couple other people, yeah, and you just other people, and you, you said, let's just, just go for you it. You just stood out. I mean, you just stood out from everybody, and I don't know. It was funny. I was talking to Sean Donahue on the way. He, he actually said to say hi to you. Um, oh, hello, and, Sean. You know, right before Rough Cut, we did uh, the Housewife Slasher, and I was telling him, I was like, man, I wish we knew Tanya before we made Housewife Slasher because you would have been, like, perfect for that movie. Like, it was like you are a dead ringer for that movie. Like it would have been great having you on uh, and it probably would have taken yeah, it to another been. level. But, um, uh, thank you. you know, but rough cut, I mean, we, you know, we tried to raise money and just couldn't. And it was just one of those movies that just got lost in the shuffle. Didn't sell very many of them. Like it just was one of those movies. And it's sad because your performance in that is amazing. Like we have a, you, you have two of my favorite kill scenes of all, the, <laughs> all the people I've killed. You got two of the best ones. <laughs> Um, that was that was intense. That's when I came home with the goose egg. Oh my god, it was crazy! My head. So from being choked, I yeah. think all day. So <laughs> you know, the lead the lead actor is, um, you know, she comes to visit him at the end of the movie, and you know, they're just like nasty to each other the whole movie. I'm and, the worst. <laughs> and so Mike um, brings her into the back room, like basically his kill room, and he starts choking her and like strangles her, and she like goes unconscious, and then he resuscitates her. 
and then choke just her to again do it again and resuscitate <laughs> like you did it like three times and resuscitate her and i'm just wow. watching this and i'm like this is freaking crazy like i can't yeah. believe that she is actually doing this like it was insane i mean she had the veins popping out of her head and the crazy eyes yeah. and like everything and it was just phenomenal i do i remember i made one mistake i i went like my last death the third or fourth death i died with my eyes closed and you were like tanya you gotta die with your eyes open <laughs> so, and so i was like okay i'll do it again i didn't know who knew i mean right. I, I, okay so we did it again, and then I died with my eyes open, and then just water just drained out of them. Because the last yeah, thing I wanted to do was blink and have to do it again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that was That's memorable. Crazy. That was a good one. And then when she's dead, he cuts her breast implants out. And, yeah. Uh, he, and, That's, uh, what? That's right. And here's the wow. backstory to that. So when I was married, um, God, this was 12, 13 years ago, I guess. Um, my ex-wife, she wanted breast implants, and... So I ended up getting them for her, and I told her, I said, if you ever leave me, I'm going to cut them out and take them back. And that's how oh that God. made it into the movie. <laughs> hey, they're expensive. They're they expensive. are. They're cheap. <laughs> sure. I could buy a car with that. <laughs> that was my answer. We had to pretend. I know that was part of it, and they were like, I don't know if she's going to work. Yeah. I, uh, you know. <laughs> but we, we did. We made it work. But, um, yeah, there's not a lot. There's, there's not a lot there. There's a couple scenes but where we, they're like, I mean, they're out. Like you see them. Well, you know, you so, do what you do. You did a great job. You know, that. Aaron Brockovich, Julia Roberts. Yeah, she was exactly. like, you know, it's a lot of duct yep. tape and a lot of. Uh, next thing you know. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, just don't, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I just appreciate you know. I appreciate having you on set with us and. You know, I hope we get to work together again someday. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I bet we will. I'm we have a, a lot of years, a lot of runway left yeah, in I front of so. us. I hope so, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I've heard nothing but great things from this young, this young man behind me, and also uh, Joe Davison, who's uh, de- get, like pretty much praised you as well. So I was, yeah. I, I was very excited to meet you. I was very excited My, to meet I, you. <laughs> thank you very much, and I love Joe. We've also worked on a couple of projects together. Always his because yeah, he's so creative. I'm sad he's not here today, but he's yeah. he's a great creative person. He's really smart. You know, I try to yeah. surround myself with um, go-getters. Um, and I, one of my biggest pet peeves is when I will do a project and we work so hard on it. And then I, I can tell that the writer, the director, they're already working on their next three projects. I'm like, let's hone in and right. finish this one and let's get yeah, it, yeah. see it to fruition. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's done that. Like they write it, they shoot it, they direct it, they cast it. And then they edit it, and the next thing you know, it's out there, whether it's on YouTube or you know, just getting it out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's that's what everyone's done. They whether it makes it or not, I mean, but at least you see your project right. through. You okay. know, as far as it, maybe it'll never go anywhere, maybe it will, but at least you know, you follow through with it. And Absolutely. that's who I like yeah, to surround I myself I feel the same. with. There's, that type of there's people. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot of filmmakers out there that'll make half a movie and, and never finished and, and then like, they get bored it's, it's the like they have add and they, so they want to go the next one it's so hard to make a movie. it's so hard to make a movie like it's i, I we you know we so say all the time on hard. the show that it's a miracle yeah. every movie whether you got a thousand dollars or 500 million dollars is a miracle to make it's, it, it, it's an it is a miracle it is so, there's so, um, many, so many moving parts there's this like you have to stay motivated to do it um, a lot of times you have a lot of people involved, so you know, you know, making sure everyone stays then, on task 
and just it's, and it's, it's long and the next thing you know one of the actors will take off and move or yeah yeah you know, or whatever you know get a life get a family get a this get a that and it's yeah. just like oh yeah it, that, that, with yeah. long um, film schedules, that, that you'll run into that as well. Like uh, if you're not already like a lot of reshoots too. Reshoots are terrible because you, you have to plan it so far ahead. Because a lot of people are booked. A lot of people book their schedule. A lot of people have book other jobs, other gigs. Um, the director is probably working on another script for another movie. So if you have to do right. if you have to do reshoots from either um, the director or the writer or the producer. Um, with a lot of hands in the in the pot, you know, like okay, we're going to redo this. Well, let's now we got to wait like a month before we can get back and back to put the crew back together. And, and you have to get everybody. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so it's, it's not just the actor; it's everybody. It's the guy that you know, the lighting, yep. the sound, for this, for that. It's it's I, it is a miracle. You're right. It's a absolutely. It's a big miracle. Absolutely. Yeah, to see it, it from start to finish. Uh, there's so many things have to have to have to align. The stars have to align, you know. Um, the editing process has to be seamless. So like the, the whole vision's got to be there because how many times do you have to go in the editing room and just change something because of like how many times Are you do ADR? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I was in the ADR room, that's true. Yeah. So um, you've been doing a lot of stuff. Um I, I can't turn the TV on without seeing your face. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, Tanya. Holy shit, Tanya. Every time I see you, I say that. It's funny. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I saw you in, um, in uh, oh, my God. I'm getting old, Tanya. I can't remember stuff. Getting I, I can't um, remember either. I, I'd, I'd help you out, but I, I can't remember either. Um, what was it? Was it television? Or I can't ever remember the name of this film? movie for some reason. Um... Give me the plot. So what were you were the <laughs> reporter and um, uh, was it the hate you give? The hate you give. Yes. That yeah, was a great movie. I was a reporter in that. Yeah, that so, was an awesome um, movie. Well, that was amazing. And I didn't even because know you were that, in it, and I saw you know I was watching the movie and I'm like, holy crap! Where I said, holy shit, there's Tanya. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is I know so a cool lot of people that, do that. It's so cool that I because see it, people that are you know, that I've worked with in the past and are doing bigger stuff. And it's just, it's so great to, to see that. Um, I Thank really you. And I see you doing a bunch of commercials and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I try to stay busy. I try and I try not to um, really say no to any genre, like no to commercials or no to TV only right, yeah. film. I, I mean, I, I like, I like to keep it diverse. I think it keeps things fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, and once you start saying no to things, then you have process. no choice but to say no to things because no one calls anymore. That's exactly. reputation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I try and to I, say that to younger people, like, you know, newer actors. Um, you know, I, I mean, if you're thinking it, don't say it. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I was casting a movie and I had people turning down lead roles and I'm like, I'd never had people turn down anything before. And I was just kind of like, okay, that's weird. Um, yeah. Like, why would you be an up and coming actor and turn down a lead? I don't care what the movie is. Um, yeah. You know, it's, I, I always it's tell true. them take anything you can get. You know, yeah. And once you build it's, your resume and get you know onset experience, then move on and. You, try to you get can the um, stuff. you can say I've done that. Like maybe yeah. if something isn't your style, you can sure. say no. I you know I've done it. But thank you and be appreciative. But right. I do agree with you. I think that if especially. If, if you think you want to get into this field, maybe if you are in this field and you just need more credits, maybe if you live in an area where 
there aren't any classes. I mean, I'm in Sarasota, so to right. take a really good solid class, I need to get the car and go to Tampa every night, right? right. Yeah. Um, so you can use student films, independent films, no budget films, almost as your classroom. And that's where you can, I, I, you still need to be prepared, hands down. But that's almost oh, yeah. where you can make, you can make a mistake. Right. And you're, you know, it's not a big studio thing, mm-hmm. um, but you can go and you can play and you can explore and experiment. You and the director together, it's like a little dance. Right. And um, yeah, so I- anyway, I-, I try to, if I get called for voiceover work or in an industrial hosting, I'm like, I'm in. If I'm available, I'm in. Yeah. I also have to, I mean, this is all I do. So I do keep my options open. I don't, it's not like I do real estate on the side or I have another job. This is it. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I do a lot of, I do hosting, I do commercials, um, a lot of voiceover work in my closet, oh, yeah. carpeted and yeah. all the clothes, you know, work as an insulation. Um, but I, I don't, I mean, I get turning something down if, it, if you don't have the time or right. um, whatever. But if you are, especially if you're new and you need experience, use it as your Use it as your classroom and get that experience. And you're going to meet a lot of new people, too. Like, I met you. Yeah, yeah. It's just amazing the amount of people. I'm still in touch with, you know, Mike Defoe. We kind of message each other every now and then during his birthday or something. And uh, Aaron Nelson, um, that was in that movie as well. So I made a lot of friends throughout the years on these great independent projects that I would have never, ever, ever met. And they'll be my friends for for life, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. For sure. Um, but, and then here's another one. I had, I had two girls that we had cast for a movie and they were so excited about the movie. And then a couple days later they messaged me and said their agent told them that they shouldn't do this movie. (laughs) I don't know. It was just funny to me that an agent would tell them not to take work. The only thing I can think would be because these were like paid roles. I mean, they weren't, you know. They were paid roles, so I just didn't understand. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. So, I, sometimes I wonder if that's an excuse, or uh, I, I don't know. Right. I don't know what to say about that one. Yeah, but uh, there, you know, there ten, there, there's a trend on on Facebook now where I'm in all the like actor groups and filmmaking groups and all this stuff, and you know, someone will post, you know, hey, we're casting or we need a crew for this movie. And, you know, they list all the parts available and, you know, what the pay rate is and everything. And all these people chime in, hell, that's the, that rate is too low. And I'd come up from Fort Lauderdale, but I need a, I need more money than that, you know. And I'm just like, you know, I saw one the other day and I, I got irritated and I commented on it. I'm like, if you don't want to work on the movie, don't. Like, why do you need yeah. to comment on this person's trying to make something and you know, put a crew together, a cast together, and you guys are like naysaying this person because you know. Here's the thing: like when you're a filmmaker starting out, you don't have any money. I don't care who you are; like nobody's going to give you fifty thousand dollars when you've never made anything before. Like nobody's going to do right. it. So you obviously don't have any money because you're young and you are trying to make a movie, and you probably don't have a very good job at this point. So you try to make it for as much as you can and you're going to find, try to find people that, you know, I call them passion projects because the people that are passionate about being an actor or being a DP or a director or whatever, those are the people that are going to work on the movie. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people are just like, 
hammering this guy about I need more money and all this. And I'm just like, I don't understand like what bashing another person is doing for you, but making you look like an asshole. And, yeah. you know, so now I see these people and I'm like, all right, I'll never work with this person, this person, this person, this person. I take note. I know. I'm, I always yeah. think that, like I said, if you're thinking it, just don't say it. Move on. Exactly. You know, uh, whenever I've done stuff in the past that may have not been paid or something, I mean, I know what I'm getting into. It's not like I'm like, I'm here for my paycheck and you said, I'm sorry, you misunderstood. I mean, right. if I ever worked on something that was non-paid, I, I knew what I was getting into. Like, sure. yeah, yeah. so I don't, I don't understand that either. If it's not your cup of tea, scroll on, move on it. Someone else will really, really uh, appreciate it. They'll appreciate the work. They'll appreciate the experience and the knowledge and let that person have their day. You know, that's, that's their day and that's their time and they're excited. So let them have that. And if you need gas and hotel and mileage and a paycheck, I get it. I mean, I do, but this one isn't for you. So it's called just move on. Move it on. Yeah, Chris and I are big advocates, and whenever you get on set or any way in any capacity you can get on set, whether it's acting, lighting, sound, if you can get on a set, get on a set. Like whether it's paid, non-paid, if it's just for experience, if it's just to get your name on a, you know, on a a reel, well, whatever it is, get on the set, learn some experience, and you know, and you get you get recognized by other people, local people that you know maybe that director like the way you work so we recommend you to another director to get another then you go exactly. into a paid gig that's where it starts or yeah you know you, you gotta get the that's ball how rolling it starts. right yeah, yeah. someone sees I, you being, on screen in this little movie and they're like oh wow this guy's really standing out mm-hmm. i'm gonna put him in my movie that's got a huge budget you know and yeah and that's how it works um, yeah that's how it works and all the you know, actors know each other too so it's like you know if anybody I, ever it's a small world yeah Mm-hmm. We all know each other, and we all talk. Yeah. And you know, this guy's awesome. This guy's not so great. And you know, we talk, and uh, that's just a good way to build a reputation. Like yourself is, you know, just being awesome on set. You know, committing something, following it through, always being prepared. You know, like I said, you've just been amazing. Oh, you to work always with. have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Whether you're not getting paid or you're going to be a big check, that that doesn't matter. If you make a commitment to someone's project. That's that's how I am just as a professional. I mean, if I'm going to commit to you, I'm committing to you. Uh, there is no way I would give any lower scale paid job less. That's just unprofessional. And that is, if you're in it for the money, they say you're in it for the wrong reasons because right. you just have to be passionate about it. Yep. And going back to what you were saying, I'm down in Sarasota, so there's the Ring Ring mm-hmm. yeah. school. And they produce film after film after film. And I, I hear so many times, what can I do? To, to get in or break into this industry. And, and I, I always just say, if you can't get to a class, get into it, you know, audition for a Ringling film. And they had got like professional, even audition. So right. for someone that's like, I don't even know what a slate means. I mean, that mm. that's the very beginning. So they'll, t- you learn that stuff. Yep. You know, you, there's the art to auditioning. Sure. That, that's the worst part. I, I'm like, if I can just, if you just give me the part, I promise I'll, <laughs> I'll deliver. It's, yeah, it's that audition sucks. that's like, I'll, I'll, yeah, because you're agree. staring into nothing. Like yeah. you're, you have a, a blank wall and yeah. you, you can't look to the camera and you're looking into space and you're getting emotional. Or it's just a bright light. It, <laughs> it's, yes. Or it's all these lights and you keep your eyes open. You have to be scared or yeah. sad or tender. And it, auditioning is so stinking hard. So the more you can get in front of people and just audition, even if you don't get the part, audition, audition, audition. Oh yeah. 
because um, that's a it's a whole art in and of itself. You're gonna hear ten no's so, before you get a yes, so it's, that's. Well, it I, used to be ten. I think it's well, more than ten now. Well, yeah, I haven't been on an audition like, in a while, so. <laughs> it's like the ten thousand no's. I think there's a podcast called Ten Thousand No's. Really? Oh, I, wow. Yeah, it's, it's like well, I don't hope it's not ten thousand, but it's oh, it's hard. Oh yeah, it's hard. Oh yeah, Every, well, everyone wants to be an actor, but then no one wants to actually do the work. So it's 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 really yeah, weird. That's right. Um, I know we always say that. Yeah. We're like, hey, I'm working on a movie. And then you're like, oh, wait, I actually have to like go to the set and like learn my lines. <laughs> <laughs> I have to learn my lines. Wait a minute. What? I didn't I wasn't I told it was supposed to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you can't drink the night before. You'll be all puffy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, thing, just little, the little things. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so what, what, what do you do? You have any projects in the works now? Pre-production uh, production or um, do you have any uh, current Things that I see on your um, IMDb. Uh, what's the the body sculptor? What's that? Oh, now ah, that title would interest you, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I'm twenty two. <laughs> I was looking at twenty twenty two. Um. Okay. So, I, I but that, that, that was, I was going to ask about legacies. Um, about the two episodes oh, of legacies, but uh, so fun. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, go ahead. Good. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was like, I, I've heard of good things about the, their set, especially coming from the originals and then going into legacies. And like, I've always seen behind the scenes stuff where it's, where it's a lot of fun and a lot of people are just like, like family on those sets. So it's like, um, okay. yeah. So, so legacies, if you, legacies is amazing. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to get a, a guest star role. Um, I, you know, I get confused with time now with COVID and we lost, oh, yeah. but I think it was a couple of, I'm not confused, but a couple of years ago and it, I played the mother of a girl that died and she was bitten by a radioactive spider. And so I kind of, you know, played her mother and I thought that was, you know, one and done. We're good. That was great. I, it was great. Then, um, a year and a half later or two years later, they called me back. Um, same role, but like they didn't have to bring me back and that goes back to just making a good impression oh, yeah. on the set they just sure. they had another part um and they said well let's bring in you know vera lillian that was my character's name and we'll change her occupation and just you know let her work for a day it, and if you ever got the opportunity to audition for the show audition mm -hmm. and i i pray that you'll get it because it is they treat you like a king. I, I had to race back because I had some stuff I was doing for um, HSN and they got me my own personal car and raced me to the airport so I could wow. make my shows in time for that. I mean, they're just, yeah. Like I said, I heard a lot the, of great things on those sets. I heard a lot of good things. And it's oh, so cool. Like you go into this almost, it's like an airport hangar. Uh, um, it's just a big, long studio. And then you go inside and the sets are individualized, built within uh -huh. each other. Oh my gosh! And then the the costume room is the size of oh yeah, almost like a department store. Mm -hmm. it, <laughs> I just I I, I if, if they ever call me back, I'm in. Yeah. So oh yeah. Mean, I'll be I'll be back. Season four, I'll be back. Oh yeah. They can bring Vera Vera back all day long, but I don't know the yeah. show. What what is the show? Um, it's a, the original it, spinoff. It, it's um basically based on um Klaus's daughter who uh, goes to. Uh, um, well, university. I I, I don't know. How, uh, basically, it's a boarding school. Yeah. It's the um the legacies. So they are yeah. the 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 legacies, the children like of a, the original, like the a, Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the Vampire Diaries, and then the originals was a spinoff yep. of of the Vampire Diaries, and then this this is a spinoff of 
the originals and the originals I'm I, all of it. like i was i was big on the originals and then like vampire diaries it was too dramatic for me but the originals <laughs> was a little bit more a uh, little bit more masculine a little yeah. bit more yeah dark a lot, lot lot more dark so i was more into that um but uh, at the uh, spoilers bob klaus and um his brother my um oh, i can't remember his name but their last name is michelson um, they, mm-hmm. they they kill the kill they die at the end of the show and then legacies kicks off after that with the daughter well the mom already died um, she was a werewolf aren't they looking for her um, I think they're they're always out looking for the mother somewhere yeah well she keeps getting kidnapped <laughs> she keeps getting kidnapped that's, in, what, in that's what it is is yeah. this like a CW show yes or, uh, yes okay. it, yeah. yeah so the CW uh, show that's um, exactly it, it's yeah. great everyone's oh, yeah. great. If it, dude, if you get a chance, watch the originals from beginning. I think there was seven or eight seasons, but it's like literally you want to be excited for the next episode. Like I literally binge watched like them multiple times. Like it's really good, and the legacy is pretty much the same. Um, the younger actors, it's a little younger. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's more of a teen. Of, so you would like it, actually. You like you like those teen dramas. I love teen anything. <laughs> yeah, cheerleader movies, and it's it's werewolves. Um, yeah. Which is vampires, werewolves, uh, uh, fairies now are in. I mean, there's all sorts of hybrids that kind of come together. And she's a witch. She's a witch hybrid uh, werewolf. So she's uh, the main character. Um, I didn't actually. When she came onto the show uh, on the originals, I really, you know, I I questioned her acting ability, but she actually grew into it a little bit better um, as the season progressed and then moved into legacies. Now she's holding her own. Like it looked like she was she was early on and you know, starting off um, acting when she was like, she was always like, like, I don't know, like her mannerisms were off, but now she's, you know, definitely developed into a good young actress. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had a scene with her. Um, I did. Yeah. And I think sometimes also you have to kind of just get into your character. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you watch season one, episode one of Friends, you can tell they, they oh, weren't yeah. friends yet. But by the end... Exactly. I mean, you almost have... To, it's like you just need some shows under your belt to really know oh, yeah. who you are. And then after that, you know what how your character would move, how your character would dress. The lines yeah. come really easy because you know what your character would say. Exactly. So I think that just comes with, with time. Absolutely, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of hers. I'm a fan of hers. It's just, just early on when she came onto the originals, I was just like, uh, like she wasn't really on screen that often. But uh, yeah, but like so she, yeah. she, 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 she actually you know made an impression and she got her own show. So that you know, yeah. she did something right. That's <laughs> right. So how do you how do you get these bigger these bigger roles? Like, is it pretty much your agent or? Do you have like a casting yeah. board that you find? That you um, no, I, I will tell you when it comes to episodics and, um, you know, film, the, the big films, like the, the Lionsgate and the Paramount and, and the big Fox films, um, it's definitely, it's from your agent because they'll have breakdowns that I don't ever see. So if you're on actors access which yeah. every actor i'm sure has an account uh-huh. there are breakdowns that we can see and we can self-submit but if if it comes to like an episodic show it it's always going to go straight to the agent first yeah. and then i guess uh, as far as i you know i understand so casting will send out if they've got one role let's say it's for a mom uh maybe they'll give each agent say i want to see your your top four and who do you have and then they'll submit pictures and then from the picture they'll kind of see yeah, I, I know her, I know of her, I've heard of her, I've worked yeah. with her before, I've cast her before, I want to see what she does with this. So then from the submissions, you, you might get 
each agent might get two auditions and we'll send it out to who the casting wants to see. And then you just self submit and go from there. Yep. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. And you never hear that. Nope. Like I, I have yeah, so many people saying, have you heard? Do you hear? Do I call? I'm like, Oh gosh, whatever you do, don't call. They'll yeah. call you, but you almost have to, um, throw it down and, it. and really just forget about it. Yeah. And if you get that call, then it's, it's like winning the jackpot, the lottery and it's lucky. It's, it's, it's more than luck, but it's, It'll make your day. You just, but you do have to, once you hit submit, just let it go because it will just, yeah, just let it go out of your mind. You. Yeah. Just let it pop you out really of your do. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, let it go. And yeah. it's hard to, it's easier to said than done because I'll still be like, I wonder if that ever, like, I don't know what's going on with that. And I kind of check on IMDb, see if it got filled. And then when I see it, my part got filled, I'm like, I can see why they did that. She's amazing. You know, yeah. Or, yeah, I don't even look. Someone that doesn't, even look like me. I'm like, well, I can see where they were going with that. I didn't yeah. even have a chance. We don't even look the same. But sometimes I'm kind of curious. But most, if it's a big something big, most yeah. of the time I just let it go and move on to the next. But you show. never say, oh my god, they catch her over me. Like, give me a break. <laughs> uh, no, I know. I always say I get it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, don't, I would cast her too. Yeah, on Actors Access, I literally just just submit. I don't even. I don't even half the time. I just read the description and then I don't even read the title anymore. So I don't have. I can't look it up later. So I don't even. I don't even get That's into it. That's smart. It, it, well, that is smart because it, it it just depresses you. Like, damn it! I didn't even get a call on that one. <laughs> like, yeah, and then you start beating yourself up, yeah. and you're like, uh, "Is it the way I look? Is it yeah. my hair? Do I need to headshot?" And then you start really questioning things yeah. that you should never ever ever question right. if you yeah. have if you've got your if you have your toolbox yeah. you know we all know if we've got a good reel um a good representation you have an agent that's on your team if you have a great headshot and you're just you're doing what you're doing you yeah. know you've got all your stuff um it's all you can do so that's what i try to tell a lot of people don't beat yourself up if you're not getting auditions um if you're not even getting the audition, that's maybe something to discuss with you and your agent. You yeah. can say, you, you've seen my, what, what do you think in your personal yeah. opinion from all of your actors that are booking, why am I getting overlooked? Yeah. And she may say, well, you might want to change the hair. You might want to update the headshot, but, or she may just say, it's just a numbers game. And let's yeah. just keep trying a little bit longer. Yeah. So my biggest, you know, if, what I always try to say to people is just keep doing you just, just keep doing you and being the best you that you can be. And, um, if it's meant to be, it'll be. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, um, do you just have one agent or do you have agents for different things? Uh, okay. So I have, I have a couple of agents. I think that when it comes to exclusivity, when you go out to Los Angeles, you just can't get away with that anymore. They're like, look, it's just you and me and, and I am your team. Right. But here in the Southeast, there's just so much going on. I have yeah. a Florida agent because they have also their own clients. And so yeah. if I didn't have someone in Florida, I would miss out on all sorts of local stuff. Just when it comes to commercials and infomercials, industrials, and even little projects here, you know, Lori Ryman is down in Miami. And um, a lot of times some agents in Atlanta won't see those breakdowns and she'll focus just on Florida. Yeah. Sometimes she'll reach out because she's, she's a big casting agent, but I think you would be uh, remiss to say no to anyone local. I think everyone should have a nice local agent. Oh, yeah. And then I have one in Atlanta and I also have one in um, Louisiana as well. 
Mm-hmm. And my the agent that I have in Atlanta also represents me out in Los Angeles. So I've had a couple, you know, whenever they get work out there, they will submit me. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what? But that's what, just me. Yeah, my agent was terrible. <laughs> like I. I, oh, I, then I it's, I worked primarily. Well, I was. I lived in Jersey, and my agent was in Philadelphia. And then, like, I did some stuff in New York, and I had a TV show in Philadelphia. But like, I I just felt like they were doing it. Like, she had so many clients. Like, it was and so much bigger, bigger people. I'm like, I'm not even. So I literally just picked up, moved to Florida, and then I started just doing my own thing and just your own thing. Sometimes that's better. Yeah. Uh, The one I have in Atlanta is a. uh, It's a boutique. It's a boutique agency. So. And that's also something, if you're looking for a new agent, I always say, you know, go on IMDb and look at that agency mm-hmm. and look who they represent. And if there are 50 of you, yeah. move on. Yeah. Um, because they're going to have their girls that book or their guys. I'm just yeah, thinking yeah. about for me. But if they have a couple of women that look just like me, that book, 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 I am not going to get that audition. They're yeah. going to go for the people that right. work. Yeah. So I want someone that doesn't have a me. Yeah. And I, my look is very common. Uh, my age and my my hair and so it's a little difficult. Um, well, see, I'm from Jersey. Everyone looks like me. <laughs> Everyone oh, looks like me. I'm from Jersey. So. <laughs> I have a look that is it's common yeah. too. I mean, every everywhere I go, they're like, "You look just like." I'm like, "Just you know, give me your list." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what um what got you into acting? Like, it seems like you started kind of later in life. Like, what what were you doing? No, I you know I was the kind of girl that. Five years old, what are you going to be when you grow up? I always said an actor. I'm going to be an actress, an actress, always. And um, I remember in middle school, I, I moved to a new town, and I went to try out for theater, and I walked in, and they said, what song did you prepare? And I said, uh, I am so sorry. Is this choir? I thought it was theater. And they said, no, it's musical theater. You need a song. And I sang Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, and I didn't get picked. I can't sing. And I never tried out again, and it was deflating. Yeah. Yeah. But it was always in the back of my mind. Um, and so right out of college, I was like, I don't I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's I'm so old that we used to get our jobs out of the newspaper. And mm-hmm. there was a little ad that said, on-air talent wanted in a phone number. Oh, and yeah. I was like, it could be porn or it could be legitimate. <laughs> right. You never know. Or it could be foot porn. You never know. Yeah. And, my, yeah. and I had pretty feet. So I was like... <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll give them a call. And it was a, a host for a shopping network. Nice. So it was, yeah. That's and literally how I got so, my hosting to show. <laughs> That's how I literally hosted <laughs> on radio and on hosting. It was a little uh, newspaper clipping from a local newspaper. Like, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and that's why I say never turn anything. Just try it. Just call it. And mm-hmm. if it is weird, then you just hang up the phone. But yeah. um, whatever. So anyway, that's kind of how it started. And um, from there, I just did live television. And it. It's hosting, which is, you know, it's sales, basically. It's oh, yeah. right into the camera and it's pitching a product. But if you don't like it, you better not let anyone know, right? Oh, yeah. So maybe that's a little bit of acting in there. There's some excitement. And then from there, I got an agent and did local commercials and small independent films. And then um, I moved to Florida and I got a house, and which means a mortgage. Mm-hmm. And I needed, like, something that was a little more helpful yeah. financially. Right. And uh, this is before, I mean, I, back then I still had a, um, had a bunch of agents as well. Um, my headshot was black and white. I had a pager on my belt 
because they said, you, we will not represent you unless you have a pager. We have to get a hold of you. So, I mean, that's how long ago this was. Nice. And I was always checking my pager, oh, yeah. and I'd run to oh, a yeah. cell phone when I was driving, um, or a payphone, and, and I'd say, what do, well, why do you need me? So, oh, yeah. And then I just, you know, I needed a job. I needed money, and I wanted a family, so I had kids. So, I did stop. I stopped for 12, 15 years. I took a big yeah. break. And it never really went away. And then my daughter was about eight. And she said, um, she, Hannah, Hannah Montana was big at the time. And she said, I, I want to be an actress when I grow up. So I better start practicing now. And I started looking for jobs for her, which made the agent say, what are you doing? Yeah, oh yeah. And I didn't want to take away from her, but I thought maybe I could get back into this. And right. so slowly, 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 yeah, I got back into it. And then within the past, I guess the first television show I booked was Devious Maids, um, maybe eight years ago or so, and that's kind of when the ball started getting rolling again. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you got to um, strike with the iron. So hat. I was a little, I was later in life. I, you know, I wasn't twenty and moving to LA. I, I just had to do it on my own time. But I don't think it's ever too late for anybody Never. if you have that passion. Nope. Oh gosh, you can be a grandma and, and oh yeah, start up. Yeah. yeah, it could be your own. It's, it's all in your own timing. All in, like you're never behind. You're always on time. I mean, you I know? started making movies at forty. So true. It was just a thing that I had always been interested in, and one day I was at work and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try to make a movie. Like I didn't want to be on my deathbed and say, man, I wish I had tried that. Um, so I put yeah. a movie together on the way I thought a movie was made. <laughs> it yeah. was completely wrong. Oh, um, yeah. That's okay. But that's where I met Sean. You know, we, we, uh, I was, I had a casting call for my first movie and all these people showed up. Like it was amazing how many people came out and Sean responded to the casting call. He was like, Hey, you know, I just got laid off at Bush gardens and I just graduated film school and, you know, I'm looking for stuff to do and. Um, so he came out and sat with me at the casting and we just kind of hit it off. So, you know, we had a lot in common and, uh, and we made our first He's movie great. and it was, just a terrible movie, but that was my film school. Like that's what, <laughs> that's okay. Me, you know, that taught me things basically not what, what not to do or yeah. what to do. And through the years, I've always like surrounded myself with people that know a lot more than I do and just learn as much as I can from those people. And, um, I don't know. It's how it started. It's fun, and you know, I'm not getting rich at it or anything. But I haven't had anything hit yet. But it's uh, well, you're doing there's it. There's something in it that keeps me going for some reason. I don't know yeah. what it is. And maybe I'm insane. I don't know. Well, that too, yeah. But um, <laughs> I just, I just enjoy, you know, I just enjoy working with people like you, and you know, creating together, and you know, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about it that I, I love doing it and um i i take it i'd taken um five years off i i uh my last movie seeing evil um in 2016 we shot that and i had the most unfun time on set i've ever had it, it just wasn't a good time it was stressful it just wasn't fun anymore so i quit and i i stopped for five years i didn't make anything like at all and then mm -hmm. Sean asked me, he had something going on and he, he asked me if I would shoot it for him. And I said, yeah, sure. So I came out and did it and then like caught the bug again. And now I'm just like wanting to do stuff. More, and that's more, when he more. met me. And then we met Tony. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're kind of doing it was on that movie. <laughs> like, what we're doing now is we're, we're 
we're making like exploitative movies and we're shooting features in five days with like very little money and putting it out there. And, um, it's not really what I want to be doing, but it's, it's something. And, uh, if it's, you know, scra- if it's scratching that itch that you have, yeah. then, and then keep it up. You know, that, uh, and the fact that you took that break, I think is just, um, Sometimes we need a reset. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when I when I took the break and I I needed a job and I wanted my family. I needed um, that break was good for me. Right. You know, I would probably be in the same situation I am right now, doing the same. I, I don't think I'd, I'd I'd have a few more credits, but I, I'm not going to be a Julia Roberts. I mean, right. I'm just work. You know what I mean? I would still be the same. I would still have my co-star roles, and I I would have missed out on things. So sure. I think probably that was a good creative break for you. And now you're yeah. getting back and you're kind of, um, this is, I had two, you know, I had crazy Lake. I had seeing evil back to back and those were the two biggest budgets I ever had. I mean, I had like $75,000 on each one oh, and, that's good. and they both ended up not great. Like we had, um, I lost her again. No, she's, she's still there. She just, are you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> you know, crazy like the ended birth, up, birthday call. Crazy oh, yeah. like ended up not great. Um, got an awful distribution deal. Had a falling out with the with the investors, and just I ended up getting bought out on that movie. And then seeing evil was just a again, it was just not fun at all. A train wreck. Um, the movie actually came out okay, um, and you can find it on like Tubi TV and Amazon and stuff like that. But just two not very good um, yeah. experiences back to back on the two biggest budgets I ever had. So I was excited to have this money to put towards the movie and they just ended up not great. And I just got really discouraged after that and just like, you know what? I don't even want to do this anymore. And just, that was it. Yeah, and I didn't even yeah. pick up a camera in five years. Like I had nothing to do with anything. And, uh, and that's when Sean kind of got into the exploitation movies and stuff like that. And then he kind of dragged me back into it. And that's basically what we're making now. But, you know, I want to make, you know, I'm a horror guy. I want to make bigger budget, you know, slasher movies and paranormal movies and stuff like that. Um, but like you said, this, what we're doing now is itching the scratch. And um, I'm able to shoot it and edit it, which is cool. I'm like in total control of the creative process of it. So, I think that's what kind of keeps me coming back um, because I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy it. And you have the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The the abundance of time. (laughs) So it's not doing anything right now. So, so Tanya, do you have a dream role that you always wanted to do? Like uh, you want to do a episodic long-term, you know? Oh, yeah. I think that you talk to a lot of actors. It's like that's that's the Uh end goal. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, or, or just a big movie, would be, or movie series or a TV series. What's your dream role? If you if you could pick. You know, I do have to tell you, as, as much as I love film, I love television. Yeah. I love it. I I would love that. You know, I've had a couple of, um, couple of shows where I've booked recurring, so I get to come back um, two, three episodes, and it's just like, uh, I, I would just love for them, you know, for someone to say, I kind of like that character. Let's keep bringing her back. And then yeah. you go series regular. I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I, I just love, um, gosh, just driving on set and security is like, Hey, Miss Tanya, you know, you just, 
it's a whole family and then you get to develop that character and I've only done it as much as, you know, three or four episodes, but if you, that's just my dream. If I could ever just be a part of a TV series and just grow with it and have a, you know, a show go from three to eight years. I mean, like Grey's Anatomy is one on its 20th season or crazy, some of these shows. NCIS. 18, 18 years yeah. or something, I mean, something crazy, but I, and I, I hear that some actors, they're like, you know, I get, I need to explore more. I mean, I've done this character. I need to move on. And yeah. maybe just because I'm, I'm older, I, I don't know. I, I see that as comforting. Yeah, I like yeah. a, an on, an onset family. I love to um, and you know you got a job. really just know my character. Yeah. Well, um, well soap so I, I just too. love television. Yeah. Well, soap operas but, too. Soap operas too. Like they're, they're on those characters for like ever. Yeah. Hello, was Susan Lucci just uh, just fucking like, <laughs> forty years? Like, did she ever do another character? Like. I don't. She doesn't. She doesn't have to. You know, those nope. soap. I've worked with a couple of them. Three of my good friends have been on soaps, and they lasted about about two, two and a half years. And they're like, it's forty pages. You get your script late at night, call times early in the morning, and you've got about forty pages to go through. That's why it's just. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that is that's Looney Tune crazy stuff right there. But because uh, they don't have a break on soap operas, right? It's a new episode. No, every it's day, just get it done. I, I had a little oh, episode of Sunset Beach back when I was in my twenties, and it is just fast. Yeah. Um, like nothing I've ever seen before. So that's that's um, that's television. There's been a huge shift in overload over the last ten years between. You know, it used to be movies, movies, movies. Everybody wanted to be movies, and now, you know, with Netflix and Amazon, like all these originals, the series now are really becoming more popular than movies now. I think the series, um, you know, you got your oh yeah, series. because you get invested, yeah, right? yeah. And and the thing I mean, is, like, you can really develop, yeah. you know, the characters like way more than you can in a two-hour movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, now you got a ten-hour movie where you can really dig into each character and develop them and stuff. And I, I love it. I think Tell more great. stories, put them in different scenarios oh, yeah. and situations where, you know, you actually see how they would react and the actors, you know, flesh out that whole entire character. And they suck you in like, too, man. Like, oh, yeah. After you watch that first episode, you're like, all right. And you're you're like, good, you're in. And then you watch the whole show in two days. That's yeah. You binge watch it. And then you're like, I love- They wait a year to give yeah. you another season. Like, oh, come yeah. on. I know. I know. I don't know. I don't know. There's some really great shows um, oh, yeah. that have been coming out over the last few years. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I wonder what effect it's having on the movie industry. Um, it just, I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't seem like the movies nowadays are as good as they were, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, it just seems like everything's like the same. I don't. I, I can't explain it. Like there's, there's no, there's no like deep stories anymore, and everything's superheroes, and everything's. It seems like formulaic, I guess, where you know Adam Sandler plus Drew Barrymore equals this much money, and they just mm-hmm. lack story. And mm-hmm. I don't know, but that, but that's what I like about the series now is, is you can really develop it and. You know, gauge. Um, yeah, I don't know. So maybe one day there will be no more movies. It'll all be series. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. Um, because it's just such a magical thing, isn't it? To get the oh, movies, it's, it's, oh, it's yeah. definitely changed. Ugh. I, it's changed. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. 
yeah, the movies. I mean, that's that's the experience. I love. I you know, I take my kid to the movies every week, and you know, we hang out and eat lunch, and then go see the movie and just talk about the movie. It's just fun. Uh, Last week, I had him over. He came over to the house, and I think we watched seven movies. (laughs) I've I've tried to introduce him to the you know horror classics and stuff that he hasn't seen before, and it's fun. You know, it's fun. We have a good time. Um, Now, have you um, with you know, with the whole pandemic last year, like, has this year picked up a lot for you? Like, has it been, you know, were you able to, like, recover from it from, you know, very quickly compared to, you know, let's say, you know, the rest of the United States where they, you know, where where the struggle was real? Um, Did it, did it continue over into your industry? Did it, you know, was work still calling? Were you still getting work? Um, Well, last year, uh, 2020 March is when everything stopped, right? Yeah. I think it was about, about then. I was working on the film in Miami and it was like, we have two days left before the world is shutting down. And it, I mean, it went from where we're just all on set to the last two days, everyone was in masks and gloves. And I was like, this is getting serious. And yeah. they said, we need to, this needs to get banged out because if we don't finish it, we're not finishing right. it. And so we had two very long, um, very, very long days on set. We wrapped that film up. Yeah. And then right after that, it was either right before, I think right before I auditioned for a film that I just wrapped up this past March. Oh. And they said, well, we're going to shoot it in Mar- in April. April was um, moved to August. August was October. And then it came a full year around. So we finally just um, shot that. That was the mulligan that I shot in Georgia. But it was... It, it stopped. I mean, just like everyone else's industry, it stopped for me. I, I am very, very blessed that I'm uh, I guest host at HSN and I've got a product. So that kind of kept me very busy oh, in the yeah. fall. Um, but other than that, I did some like pandemic commercials for, you know, restaurants that are serving delivery. And yeah. you know, I, I was able to do some local stuff like that to keep it busy. But I did a lot of voiceovers. Um, because that I can just shoot and film and just record and then send those off. But yep. it was, it was slow, yeah, you know, yeah. it was slow, but now that everything is slowly getting back to normal only to act weird again. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're all on, like, we're on this tight rope of yeah. what's going on, but yeah. I'm just trying to stay positive and stay focused. But I have, things have gotten, definitely got back to normal and then they're pulling them back again. Like now, um, you know, you have to be vaccinated or you can't even bother auditioning. Or, yeah. you know, this, this, and actually you were speaking of legacies. The last time I shot an episode, when was it? I'd have to look it up. Maybe it was last December or something. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> it was like last, last December, I think, whenever I, whenever I shot it, someone all of a sudden uh, alarms were going off. It was like, wah, wah, wah. And I said, what is that? And then the man I was working with goes, someone's got COVID. And they said, zone three, there was COVID in zone three. So they shut everything down, disinfect. Um, it's like the so things were getting back to normal. Sounds like Monsters, Inc. It's like what? When Monsters, Inc. When uh, they touched. Yes. And they had to bring the whole crew out and contaminate them and shower them off. And has that suit. I mean, I That's what it reminded me like of that. when you said that. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it was crazy but you know um and that's how it is like uh, on set you have to wear your masks um 
as soon as, and I'm like, they're, they're, they'll say we're going to roll cameras in five, four, three, and as soon as then the masks come off, and if you look closely now, you can probably see actors with those tight masks yeah. on their faces. But it's changed a lot, but I think we're everyone wants to get back to work, not oh, just yeah. the actors, but absolutely everybody, and so they're doing what they can to get us back working again safely. Um, and I'm just excited. I can just tell by the auditions that are coming, and I actually have one later today that I have to oh, awesome. well, good down. luck on that. Good luck on that. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's, yeah, I would be again. I'm just going to put it down and forget about it because you never yeah. know. Oh, happen, yeah. But um, I got it last, and, and this is also like I got it last night, and it's due tomorrow at 10 a.m. So it, it's got to be done today, basically right. 10 a.m. It's not going to get done tomorrow. So that's how fast things are, and that's how fast things move. Oh, yeah. So you just always have to be on your game, and you always have to be ready, and you just have to be prepared. Right. Absolutely. It. Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I just want to thank you for joining us this morning on the Killer Collab Podcast. Tanya Christensen, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank it. you for having me. That was, I was a treat to be invited. Yeah, we'll have to have you back when Joe's here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, when Joe's back, we'll, uh, we'll get you back on the show and you guys can, you know, talk it out and then, you know, we'll get back. You were an absolute yeah. pleasure today. Absolute pleasure. You know, um, their recommendations and uh, their endorsements have all been uh, just have all been just and wonderful thank you for uh coming in and uh you know talking it was an absolute pleasure i'm gonna i'm gonna i got, I, got, thank you. I have a rough cut on uh like a private youtube link i'm gonna message it to you do you like watching yourself oh. like do you like watching <laughs> yourself on stuff i'm always i'm always curious but it's so i'm i'm a I'm I am a cringy. I'm like, oh my voice. Oh. <laughs> I think everybody. Oh that that face. I'm just like oh, it, I, it, to me it's it's uncomfortable, but I do it and, and that's another real quick thing. Actors watch yourselves. Yeah. Because you may not realize the things that you do. Right. Like I'm you can tell I use my hands a lot. Mm -hmm. And during auditions, if I'm doing this, well, you can't see my face. So I I learn a lot from watching myself, but I sure. don't enjoy it. I'm I'm just being honest. Maybe some people do. They like to sit <laughs> back and just Yeah. I don't know anybody that likes that. <laughs> I, I think it's horrible. It actually makes me sweat a little bit. But, you know, it's something that you have to do if you want to grow and get better, right. I think. But I'll send you the link if you want to watch it. You can. Watch I do. I'd appreciate uh, that. So I'll send it out. Awesome. Like I said, thank you so much for joining us again. Chris. Yeah, thanks, Tanya. Appreciate you. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. Have a great day, and thank you for reaching out to Have me. a great happy birthday. Happy birthday, uh, and, and, good thank luck, you. and good luck on your audition. Have fun. Enjoy. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. The best. She is awesome. Time's the best. She's so she's so great. Um, but I don't know. A couple of things we got going on this week. Uh, we got the Naked Cannibal Campers comic book signing in uh, Orlando at Epic Comics, uh, seven to ten at night. Uh, we'll be there with. Uh, it'll be myself. Bo Leto, Veronica Rain, Kate Phoenix. Um, yeah, the, I, I the can't make artists, it. I work. The two comic book artists, David Sumi and Vincent Atkins, will be there. Uh, so if you're in the Orlando area, come on out and uh, you get to meet us. And we're signing comic books, and it's going to be a good time. And the other thing, we just launched the Naked Cannibal Campers 2 Indiegogo fundraiser uh, for the next movie. Uh, if you haven't seen the first one, you can purchase both and the comic book on the Indiegogo. Uh, we're hoping to shoot that in December. We need to raise $10,000, and we are not making the movie unless we hit the $10,000 mark. Um, so we need your help. 
the link will be in the description in below. The description. And I think that's about it. Is that it? That's it. Is that it? Good times. Good times. Make sure you uh, you know, give a check out. Click the link below for the Indiegogo for Naked Cannibal Campers 2, Season of the Birch. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to get... We didn't really curse today. Holy shit. There you go. A couple times. Did you? I didn't really notice. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us in the Killer Collab Podcast. As always, joined with Chris Leto from Reaper Films, my partner in crime. Joe Davidson will be returning next week uh, with his uh, usual antics and fun. And always, my name is Tony Deaf from Florida, Tony D. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Stay happy, stay healthy, and